Welcome to the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Wednesday, December the 14th. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're talking right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, a little lower here to start the day off that overnight trade. What are we seeing? A little bit of correction after the run-up. Technically, corn yesterday went up to resistance. It kind of failed at the downtrend line, so I think a little bit of technical pressure in the corn market. Beans, they continue just a lot of volatile trade. It really, in my opinion, is a kind of a south versus north with what's going on in South America. Argentina continues to miss out on a big chunk of the rains. That gets the buyers to come into the marketplace. But on the other hand, Brazil as a whole looks very, very good. Moisture-wise, weather-wise, there's a lot of talk of a record crop there, which could offset maybe most, if not all, of the losses in Argentina. That kind of gets the sellers uh, to kind of join in and try to sell it whenever we get up near $15. The other thing I think you're seeing a little bit of pressure is maybe farmers, producers selling. I think you're starting to see them get a little bit more anxious to start getting some more product moved, as we, especially on the beans, because as we get into 2023, we always see that shift of buying, Dustin, where the Chinese have been buying U.S. grain or beans specifically and then shifted over to the Brazil. So that, you know, that we're only a couple weeks out from Christmas. So that switch to the uh, pretty much only buy-in Brazilian beans is going to come on quick, so that's encouraging a little bit more uh, producer selling as well, which may be limiting rallies. Yeah, and also, I mean, you're looking at the numbers. I mean, while $14 beans, you know, on January, uh, not not bad numbers to, you know, you don't want to shake a stick at them, but, you know, they're obviously lower than what they were. And if they continue, you know, let's say, I mean, we don't know for sure. We What if we have a good crop next year and Brazil has a good crop this year? You know, all of a sudden that situation changes in a big hurry and you may have missed out on some profits. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the reality is we're in a different game than we were 15, 20 years ago. I mean, it used to take one or two years to rebuild your stocks, okay? The reality is with what happens nowadays, a big Brazilian crop followed up by a big U.S. crop. I do not think you'll see these no 23 beans trading near $14 like they are today. They're probably going to be trading closer to 13 maybe as low as, um, you know, into the 12 to be quite honest. So producers out there, we're really encouraging you guys to get a little bit more aggressive and start laying off risk. And then maybe using like an option strategy to trade the what if, because I know there is a big, big what if out there that everyone's concerned about, and that is the dryness issues we are seeing across the whole Midwest, from the Western Plains all the way over to the you know Ohio and Indiana, even where I'm at, and parts of Illinois are getting a little bit dry. So it is a concern. But the reality is, if the world starts to overproduce, and this is what always happens, we you know the market responds to high prices. You start shallow, you you start shaving back demand a little bit. Production increases and the prices go down. It's just a matter of time. You know, and and right now, at least here in Iowa, we've been dry as well. I mean, you know that. And but the the thing is, you know, our ground hasn't frozen yet, and we probably got what I would call a million dollar rain yesterday, where we probably got close to an inch or inch and a half. While that's not enough to bring everything back up magically. The more that happens before it freezes, the more that soil replenishes and recharges, you know, that's that's going to get things off to a, a decent start. And that, and that could, you know, really bode well, you know, for producers in, in the long run, too, if, if that would continue. No doubt about it. And that's what the market's going to be looking at. Remember, the market's going to be ahead of what the mar- what people are actually at. I mean, if, you know, you've already had people talking in South America. Argentina has been very dry right now, but some of the weather models, some of the weather forecasters are telling us as we go into 2023, La Nina is going to shift away, and that is going to bring better shots of moisture into that part of the country. And that's part of the reason why you're seeing a little bit of hesitancy in the bean market. So think about that. You're seeing people trade weather. That's still 30, 60, 90 days out. 
So it's the same situation. If we start seeing moisture start to come back, even if we're still showing drought on the monitor, if we're starting to get rain, you're going to get people to be a little bit hesitant. Maybe the end user is a little bit hesitant to chase that market. So it's a situation that, like I said, we're going to encourage people. As you get a little bit of downtime into the holidays, look at your break-evens not just for the 22 crop, but also the 23 crop. Because one thing we do know, this is going to be a very, very expensive crop to plant, if not the most expensive at all. Input costs have gone up dramatically across the board. Energy prices are higher. But the one thing we haven't had to deal with in the last 15, 20, 25 years, the cost of money. It's been a very long time since we've seen operating notes that are running 7.5%, 8%. So and that's kind of where we're hearing these numbers are falling at this year. So that cost of money is going to make it much more expensive to get this crop planted and harvested this upcoming year. So you want to make sure, if you're a producer out there, we believe to lock in these profits while we know you got them. Now moving over to the livestock side of things, Jim, we obviously saw a pretty good day yesterday in cattle and hogs. Do we see that continuing into today? Well, hopefully we get a little bit more follow through. Um, it was a good technical close on like the Feb cattle. You close higher. You kind of you even take out the the October November highs, which you had a nice surge higher. Um, hogs are trying to turn the corner. I think that's a good sign. The dollar continues to weaken a little bit. The one thing we're going to look at as a livestock in the long run, the supply is tightening, especially on the beef side of the equation. But you got to be a little bit concerned about is the demand situation, how the consumer, um, you know how the consumer holds up with the higher interest rates. Consumer debt is building up a little bit. We do tend to see a little bit of pullback from the consumer once we get through the holidays. So it's something to need to keep an eye on right now. But overall, it was a pretty good chart action yesterday. So hopefully we get a little bit of follow through today. You know, and one thing we've also always looked at, Jim, is, you know, how the consumers are, are you know, looking at that market for us. And we did we get get uh, uh, numbers yesterday that were better than we maybe expected. And, and, of course, we're waiting to see what the Fed does this afternoon on interest rates. We know there's going to be another hike coming. Is it going to be a half a percent or three-quarters of a percent? We're not quite sure yet. But that really has a, a, a big impact, especially going into next year. Well, that's it. I think what we're looking at is I think most – I'm leaning toward a half. I think a three-quarters would shock the market. I think a half is where he's going to go, especially with that CPI number we got yesterday. But, you know, what the market's going to be looking at, what we're going to be looking at is where do they think they're going to go um, into 2023. I think they're going to get up toward 5, 4.99, 5. They're going to pause, and they're going to wait and see where we're at because I think as we get into 23, you're getting what you want. Eventually, Dustin, you want to get that Fed rate above inflation. And if you look at where we're at, it's definitely coming down. It's not where we need it to be, but it's coming down. But maybe they meet in that middle, early January into February. The Fed and the interest, you know, the Fed and interest are is kind of in tandem. But uh, you know, in general, though, the cost of money is going to continue to get more expensive. That's what I think you got to take away from what the Fed's going to say today. All right. Well, we talked about a lot of different things here, and if folks want to relook at some of those break-even points and, and talk some strategies with the folks at agmarket.net. Jim, what's the best way for them to do that? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. Reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758, or go to our website, agmarket.net. Also, I'm going to drive you to our website as well. If you'd like to come down to our annual conference, we're having it in Nashville this year in the first weekend of February, where we're going to go over the break-evens and our projections of what we're anticipating in 2023. All right, Jim. Well, thanks for the insight, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, and um, good luck Christmas shopping out there.
Well, that again was Jim McCormick of AgMarket.net. Let's run down the opening numbers for you. March corn down four at 649 and a half. May down three and a half at 650 even. January soybeans down three at 1476 and three quarters. March is down four at 1480 and a half. January meal is up 20 cents at 452.50. January soy oil down 13 cents at 63.99. March Chicago wheat down four and a quarter at seven forty six and a half. Minneapolis down six and a half at nine sixteen and a quarter. Kansas wheat down nine and a half at eight fifty five and three quarters. March oats up two at three forty two and three quarters. On the Merck February live cattle fifteen cents lower at one fifty six twenty. January feeders up a nickel at one eighty four twenty seven. February lean hogs down forty five cents at eighty four twelve. And class three milk for December down two cents at twenty forty eight. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us here on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters.